TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, thank goodness. July the 8th, and we come off a Phillies victory. Nice bounce back win against the Nationals. They take two or three as necessary. Nice to see the team step up yesterday, handle business. How about that bullpen, man? (laughs) Unbelievable. And uh, it doesn't mean for me at least it's fixed or anything like that, but it is uh, is pretty wild how great this bullpen has been for the last uh, you know three weeks, months, essentially one of the best in baseball over that stretch. Uh, wild to see. Wild to see. And some guys coming back. We'll get into it all. But really nice win yesterday heading into the biggest series of the season and one of the bigger series we've had here in Philadelphia, I guess, technically in St. Louis, but for a Phillies team in a decade. You know, it's um, it's one of those things where because... Basically, you know, once 2012 was over, the Astros series, let's say, um, you know, they really didn't have any real relevant series, you know, till like 2018, <laughs> literally. And uh, it's been one of those things where ever since then, it's, you know, oh, biggest series in, in a decade, biggest series in a decade, biggest. And it's funny because, like, it is true in the moment that Met series last year was the biggest series in a decade, but it feels silly to keep saying it, but you know what? This series coming up this weekend could be the biggest in a decade. It's certainly one of the biggest in a decade as the Phillies sit primed in a playoff spot. And look, you know, you could say, as we've talked about, they were in it in August and September the last few years, so there were more important series later in the season. But in terms of what we've talked about, in terms of just believing in a baseball team, even with Bryce Harper out, even with Gene Segura out, I just I have so much more faith in this group on a night-to-night basis than I have with any group the last four years that they've been competitive, and certainly the last 11 years since they made the playoffs. You know, this team has already shown more toughness and fortitude than, than any of those teams. I mean, just the fact that they're finding ways to keep winning games when Bryce Harper goes down after that crushing injury to your literal MVP... And they keep winning baseball games. They keep winning series. They win that series against San Diego. They win this series. They win the Cardinals series. You know, they've, you know, the Braves series, they lost. But you know what? The Braves are tough to beat right now. Took 11 innings for the Cardinals last night. As both the Phillies and Cardinals win last night. We were still tied for that wild card spot. As uh, both gain a game on the Braves with the Braves losing. Padres lose. You get a game there. So, you know. Things playing out in a, in a solid way for the Philadelphia Phillies right now. And they're in it. They are legit in it. And they're a, a team that you can look at and and believe in because of the way they handle their business. And it is pretty crazy because they really do need help right now. I mean, 
you're rolling out the bottom of half of the lineup that they roll out every every night. I mean, it is not a compelling group. And honestly, you know, it is pretty wild when you think about it. I mean, they're really winning because of, of their top two hitters and, and not much else. I mean, Schwarber and Hoskins have really, really stepped up and put this team on their back. And obviously some big hits yesterday from other people get to, into it all. Derek Hall has been a... A massive, massive bump for this team without Harper. He's really done a nice job, really powerful swing. You know, you love all that. And and this team's just finding ways to win baseball games and continuing to, to be in it. And it is set up for a, a real thrilling weekend in St. Louis as the Phillies and Cardinals tied for a playoff spot go to battle. With the All-Star break just on the horizon, a four-game series wrap around through Monday. Which is uh, which should be fun. As again, there are no days off until the All Star break. As the Phillies will play four in St. Louis, two in Toronto. We'll see how that goes, and then three against the Marlins to finish out the uh, the All Star breaks. So they will get the day off on Thursday. Excuse me, but um, right there, you know, as the Phillies are heading into the All Star break, twenty three and ten. Since the start of June for this baseball team, 23-10. and 10. Definitely don't remember the last time the Phillies played 13 games above 500 baseball. It's been a while. And it's been really fun to watch. Again, this team finding ways to win. And um, you know, yesterday was a game they go down early and they just battled and battled and ended up winning the baseball game, you know? Um, it's great to see Bailey Falter, not great. Four innings, two earned, six hits, one walk, six strikeouts. Honestly, it felt like it could have been worse. Gave up two runs in the first two innings and then kind of settled in um, as the Phillies down 2 nothing early. And then the third inning comes along and Phillies take the lead. Derek Hall, he doubled a deep center field. Yet again, this is the second one he's hit to the deepest part of center field without it going out of the ballpark. Scores a run there. JT sack fly. Dady, a triple, which was so close to being a home run and also so close to being an out. A fly ball to right. Juan Soto, like, kind of just does a, a little jump, like a baby jump, like a, almost a, a, a hop of a jump to try and get it. Doesn't get it, just misses the baseball. Didi ends up with a triple. 3-2 to two should have been his first homer of the season. Didn't get there. And then the Phillies just add. They add in the fourth another, and they add the fifth another. Uh, excuse me, in the seventh is Derek Hall. A bomb his fourth home run. Of the season for Derek Hall, and again, two as close to homers as you can get to center field. Uh, Nats would add one late uh, against Brad Hand. Otherwise, you get two shutout from Nick Nelson. He gets the win. You get a clean inning from Jose Alvarado, who, I mean, unbelievable. Brad Hand gives up a run. Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in, gets the save. How about it, Sir Anthony? A 5-3 victory. A series win against the Nats. Um, you know, one of those games you had to have. You know, I talked about it yesterday, and, you know, I, I didn't want to be too dramatic about it. But I did say that, you know, it was kind of a must-win game in some ways. You know, and it really wasn't a must-win game, obviously. It's the Nationals in July, early July. But in terms of this team and, and kind of just carrying this momentum forward and the way they've been playing, I thought it was really important to win this series. You know, you got to win this series against the Nats. And they did. You know, they didn't have their best pitcher on the hill. They didn't have a lot working for them. And they found a way to win a game. You know, basically, uh, everyone contributed. 
you know, more or less. Schwarber over three, but had an RBI. Hoskins one for three with a run scored. Cassianos one for four with a run scored. Hall two for four with two RBI and two runs. JT one for three with an RBI. DD one for three with an RBI. Veerling one for four with a run scored. Like pretty much everyone got in the act in in one way or another. Mickey Moniak gets a hit. A rare occurrence there. So um, just a nice win. A nice win. The Phillies at forty four and thirty nine on the season. Squarely five games above five hundred. Heading into the most important series of the season. We'll look ahead to that, obviously, coming up in a few. But, again, just, just props to this Phillies team, you know, for, for continuing to win baseball games. Um, it would have been very easy to hold, fold up tent, so to speak, when Harper went down. And I think a lot of people thought that when Harper went down, this team would fold up and just not have that same sort of fire. And, again, they've won every series except the Braves one. You know, winning the Nats series, winning the Cardinals series, winning that Padres series, winning the two games with Harper going out in that one and winning the next one. Um, it's been it's been really nice to see this team bounce back and and play tough baseball and and again you know really for the first time in a few years I, I feel confident about this baseball team now you know as we've talked about so many times it is a, a bunch up wild card uh, you know race here in the National League so you know the Phillies can be a good baseball team and still miss the playoffs but. It does feel like this team is real and this team has a real chance to do it this year. And and it feels it feels like this is the best team of the bunch the last few years. You know, and while you know, again there there's stiffer competition in the National League with, you know, a, a clear hierarchy between good and bad teams. Um, I still think this is the best Phillies team of the group, and even if they don't make it, it's not necessarily because they weren't a better team in the last few years, but because the competition was stiffer. Phillies again tied with the Cardinals. They do have two games in hand on the Cardinals. Phillies are forty-four and thirty-nine. The Cardinals are forty-five and forty. Both of those teams two games up on the Giants for that last play, uh, wild card spot. Four games up on the Marlins. The Braves are four and a half up on the Phillies. The Padres three and a half up on the Phillies and Cardinals for that last wild card spot. As again, the Phillies just um, you know in it. Squarely in it, eight games back in the division as the Braves are three and a half back in the division. Again, that division certainly felt like it was over early on in the season, and um, it was not as uh, the the Braves are right back in that. So it's pretty exciting stuff. It's exciting to see where this team's at. Exciting to see this team continue to battle, continue to fight, continue to be better. And to really, you know, kind of make us proud, at least so far. And again, things can crater. And again, it is July 8th, but... Um, the resiliency, the the ability to battle adversity we've seen from this team has been impressive, and I think it's something that you know, is going to carry forward. Uh, I do. I, I I think they're a good baseball team. Now, are they good enough? We'll find out. But I think they're a good baseball team, and I think it's why Dave Dombrowski needs to add to this team on, on so many levels. Obviously, we've talked about just the basic needs that this team has. Starting pitcher, bullpen, outfielder, middle infielder. No, that's not going to happen, but you know, they, they do have some, some real needs. Again, we just talked about the bottom of the lineup and how anemic it has been with the DDs and the mate, uh, the, excuse me, the DDs and the Moniacs and the, um, O'Doubles and the Veerlings and the Stotts and all that. And, you know, Veerling's been okay, but you know what I mean? Like it's not a, a potent bottom of the lineup. And then, you know, when you talk about JT and Castellanos, uh, you know, it really, you know, Derek Hall and the top two guys in the lineup have really thrown this team on their back since Harper went down. So they need more. I mean, again, you know, I I can't do it every day, but, 
But if I if I could, I would just sit here and go, Nick Castellanos, can you freaking hit the baseball, please, buddy? Sir? Pal? Friend? You're making me look like an idiot for wanting you here. For saying, oh, this guy rakes. Oh, Nick Castellanos, all that guy does is rake. He batted 309 with 34 home runs last year. He was one of five players in the sport who had an average over 300 and over 30 home runs. One of five. One of five. It makes no sense. He looks like he's forgotten how to hit a baseball. And I'm a big, you know, athletes are human beings. Things in their life can affect them. And we often look at them as, as robots sent out to, to do our bidding. And, and when they don't do our bidding, we crush them and all that. But and so, so I'm absolutely willing to, to understand and accept that there might be Real human reasons for why Nick Cassianos is struggling. Who knows? Maybe it is the new team. Maybe he's got something going on with his family. Maybe it's the move to Philly. I mean, who knows what it is? But we are getting to the point in the season where whatever the reason, they need him to be better. He just has to be better. He's too important a part of this team. And with Bryce Harper out, like, dude's got to step up. I mean, Kyle Schwarber has stepped up as much as a player can step up in the face of losing your MVP. Again, I think Kyle Schwarber deserves real consideration to be the National League MVP at this point of the season. Obviously, there are other compelling candidates. I'm not saying he, he should win the award, but he should be in the discussion. That's how good Kyle Schwarber has been. That's how meaningful he's been. That's how important he's been. And obviously, just on the field, much less all the off-the-field stuff we talk about, which you know was more of a local than a national thing in terms of, of the MVP candidacy. But you know, Schwarber has been amazing for this team. And then you got Castellanos just feeble, feeble out there. Feeble. That's what he looks like. I feel like he's feeble when he's batting. Even the hits he's getting, and, and I and I appreciate him. Give me more. We need him. But even the hits he's getting are these little weak, like, you know, check swing bloops to right and stuff. Like little soft grounders up the middle. Like, the dude's not hitting the ball hard at all. At all. It's not like he's scorching the ball over the field and getting unlucky. Like, he looks feeble. He looks weak. And when was the last time he drove a baseball? It's it's infuri- I expect him to get out. I expect Nick Cassianos to get out when he comes up to the play. It's devastating. It's devastating to watch. Because again, I, I you know, I was just so excited about him coming here. I really thought he was gonna come here and rake like he did everywhere else he goes. What the hell, Nick? Please, buddy. More from you. What a, what a massive thing it would be, and obviously JT too, you know. But JT has been a, has been better. Look, JT has passed uh, or is right around Cassiano's and home runs all of a sudden. Um, or I don't think he's passed him; he's right there, you know. Um, but JT is still not good enough. But you know, JT, I've I've come to accept more and more that you know kind of is what he is. But Cassiano's man, I'm not there. Like I need more from that dude. He's better than this. And it does, as we've talked about, set up in an interesting way. I mean, we're, what, 22 days, 23 days away from the trade deadline? I mean, I think Dave Dombrowski has to add. It's a question of the levels to which he is going to add. Is this team going all in, so to speak? Are they willing to trade a Mick Abel or something like that? I don't know if I would go that far. 
but I would certainly go the next level down. You know, basically everyone other than Painter, Abel, and that's about it. Like, I might even trade Ohapi if you can get something real for him. But dude's a top 100 prospect. I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to, but, I mean, JT is here. He's not going anywhere, you know. So I, I and again, I'm, I'm not saying I definitely would, but for the right deal? Because, again, this team does have real needs. I've said the whole time I think starting pitcher is the biggest need for this team. But, I mean, you could make a very strong argument that it's that it's an outfielder. You know, the Odubel disaster the other night. The zero offensively that they've been getting from that position with Harper out. The you know, need for that. You could argue that just a bat in general. And, of course, you can argue bullpen, though. Connor Brogdon on a rehab assignment. The bullpen has been better. You know, it's one of those things where... I feel like every year the bullpen goes through a stretch of two weeks or two a month where it's like, oh, oh, look at this. Guys are getting out. And then it just goes back to being the bullpen they were before. So I need to see a lot more before I'm going to trust anyone in this pen outside of Sir Anthony. You know, there are guys who are growing on me. You know, I, I, I don't cringe when Andrew Bellotti takes the hill anymore. I don't shockingly cringe the same way Jose Alvarado when he takes the hill lately. Um, Brogdon's been out, but when he was here, I felt decent with that dude taking the hill. Um, so, you know, I do think that there is is has been progress made on that side of things. So I do think that you know, maybe less of a need than it was before, but still a, a definitive need. So, you know, there this team has holes, it has needs, and and I think they've earned I think they've earned this team backing them. This organization backing them. You know, obviously we all know what the you know, goal for the season was what this a playoff or bust season. That's what this is. We all know that. So, you know, with that as a backdrop, I think, you know, in addition to that, I think this team to what we're talking about, the way they fought, the way they battled adversity, the way they've stayed in shows that they, they have to go out and add to them. You know, they've earned it. If you're that group and they don't add, what do you think? What do you, if you're Kyle Schwerber and you're doing what you're doing and, and the trade deadline comes and goes, without significant help to your team, I mean, doesn't that kind of take some juice away from you? I know it would for me. Oh, uh, these guys don't believe in me. Okay, cool. They don't believe in us. So, I mean, that's a big part of it. And in general, I do just think that where this organization is, you know, when you look where this team is at, organizationally, and obviously, you know, we've talked about a million times, drafting and developing is the most important thing that this team has to fix in the long term. They have to be much, 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 much better at drafting and developing. And I think that they're heading in the right direction. I think Brian Barber's done a really nice job since taking over as the scouting director and all that stuff. I think they've made smart picks. I mean, just the fact that Abel and Painter, their last two first round picks are top 55, top 60 prospects in baseball. I mean, that's a freaking miracle, right? I mean, seriously, when does that happen for the Phillies? You know, and obviously they have to turn to major league players, but I do think we're heading in the right direction. I just think that when you look at the way the organization is, and I've talked about this a lot heading into the season, why I felt like they really needed to go for it now, in that you've got the guys in the major league level, a core that you've committed to, money, to Bryce Harper, to Kyle Schwarber, to Nick Castellanos, to JT Romuto, to Zach Wheeler, to Aaron Nola. I mean, you got guys in their prime who are getting paid money. Obviously, as this is a club that is over the luxury tax, like this is not a cheap roster and is a roster full of guys in their prime. So, you know, this is a a go for it type of team. And then when you look at the minors, like a lot of the guys are somewhat far away. You know, they're they're, the reinforcements are not on the way soon. And when we're talking about, you know, 
trading guys who are further away, it makes it a little easier to stomach it when you're talking about a group that you need to commit to, especially if you can keep drafting and developing well and keep that process going, then you know that's when you really start to become an organization down the road and supplement and all that. But um, I think they have to commit to this team. I think they have to make moves. It's going to be fascinating to see how they do it and what they do. And obviously that'll be coming up. All right, let's look at the biggest series of the season against a Cardinals team that is tied with the Phillies. Um, game in hand, they have one more win, one more loss, but two games in hand for the Phillies. Really been a team that has been carried by two guys in in Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt as both are having monster, monster seasons. Goldschmidt, the, we were talking before about um you know how Kyle Schwarber deserves to be in the MVP discussion. Goldschmidt is the MVP right now, I would say. Uh, Goldschmidt batting 342 on the season with 19 home runs and 65 RBI. He's got a 1045 OPS, just a monster, monster season so far. Arenado batting 292 with 17 home runs. Those two guys have really been amazing. And Tommy Edmond, too, um, has been great, great for the Nationals in the leadoff spot and playing shortstop. In fact, um, and this might have changed over the last few days, but at least... Um, uh, about a, a, a little bit less than a week ago when the Phillies were playing the Cardinals. Um, they showed the graphic during the game where uh, Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado are the top three leaders in baseball in war this season. The Cardinals have the top three guys in war. It's absurd. Um, pitching for them has been um, hit or miss, but the top two guys have been great. Nicholas and Wainwright. Nicholas a two seven two area on the season. Wainwright a three two six area on the season as he just keeps plugging along. And then he had some guys that were hittable. Dakota Hudson's had good starts and bad. Same with Jordan Hicks. Same with Matthew Liberator. And the bullpen is decent. Um, solid de- bullpen. So, um, you know, it's a really good baseball team, this Cardinals team. They're a professional team that knows how to win baseball games. You know, the Cardinals are a very good baseball team and a good organization. And, you know, a team that has certainly made the playoffs a lot more than the Phillies in recent years. As we know, the Philly, the uh, Cardinals made the playoffs three years in a row. Um, and, I mean, really, when you look back, going all the way back to 2004, 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. The Cardinals have made the playoffs 14 times since 2004. How about we take 2011? When they won the World Series, we'll go to 2012. So... The last year, Phillies did not make the playoffs, or you know, the last year, Phillies made the playoffs was 2011. So let's go to 2012 and and on. And the the Cardinals made the playoffs seven times, seven times since the Phillies last made the playoffs. Seven times, seven. Think about that. Cardinals made the playoffs seven times since the Phillies last made the playoffs. It's a good club. They know how to win. It's a winning culture in St. Louis. This is the time the Phillies need to go into St. Louis and win this series. What a boon it would be for this team if they can not just win a series at home against the Cardinals, but they can go to St. Louis and handle business against the team you're tied for the wild card spot with. It is such a big series. It is such a big series. I'm really excited to see how this team holds up, to see how they handle themselves in this series and again you know such a a massively important series against a very good baseball team that is playing really well right now so it's going to be fascinating as the pitching uh you do get wheeler and nola in this series which is great they lined it up so that wheeler could pitch that second game in toronto we still don't know who's going to pitch game one in toronto we'll see how that shakes out 
but the the lineup for the Phils uh, this weekend, they go Wheeler, Gibson, Sanchez, Nola. Um, kind of lines up really nicely, actually, with the Cardinals. It should be a fascinating breakdown of games in that it's Wheeler versus Wainwright tonight, a classic. You know, two studs. We saw it before. Both great pitchers. Um, Wheeler, one of the best in the sport. Wainwright, one of the best for years. Then game two, Kyle Gibson against to go to Hudson. I would definitely take Hudson over Gibson, but Hudson is hittable. Nothing special. Then uh, game three on Sunday, you get a uh, a matchup of, of relievers slash starters. Christopher Sanchez against Palante, as both guys have been in and out of the bullpen. Palante's been nice at times. Dude's a, dude's a pretty talented pitcher, but again, not a uh, has had some nice starts too. Had a start against Boston where he went six one run innings. Like he's been decent at times, but um, nothing special. And against Sanchez, a fair matchup. And then you get Nola against Mikolas. Again, Mikolas has been great for them. So uh, on on Monday, so really a, a fascinating breakdown of pitching. It couldn't have kind of worked out better for these matchups. And just a massive series. Really excited for this. Really looking forward to seeing how the Phillies handle business in St. Louis. The most important series for your Philadelphia Phillies. In a long time. So, we'll see how they handle it. It should be pretty exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I think they handle business. You know, I think two of four at a minimum, maybe three of four. You know, take three of four. Two of four, I'm okay with. Three of four, now we're talking. Now we're talking. So, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens regardless. Hopefully, the Phillies can handle business. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back on Monday to react to it all. So, until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.